I'ma get it, you know I be on the way. What's up and welcome to another exciting, double exciting, extra special, triple exciting episode of Ride the Rebellion podcast. Maybe even this is a bonus episode. I'm not even totally sure, but welcome to the show. With me today as always, or I'm your host, Drew Hall, and with me today as always is the king of the South Alabama turndown, the reigning defending lordship of the rebellion and, and partial owner of Dale Boyd, Dale Boyd Sports Management, Dale Boyd. Uh, the uh, if I'm a lordship, my business is a sinking ship. <laughs> I promise you that. Um, I, there is no way I'm. I'm in. Maybe the I had the wrong letter on it's the end red. of ship. Maybe there's a <laughs> it's wrong a letter lordship. on the end of ship. <laughs> yes. Um. What's up, everybody? Every episode is a bonus episode, Drew. By the way. Yeah, pretty much. It's a bonus. Y'all get to listen to us. Oh my god, that's why it's lordship. <laughs> I should have said lordship. He works for ship. That's right. now. No, no, not a sponsor. They don't get a sponsorship thing. Uh, today on the show, uh, we're going to talk about that in just one second. We'll talk about... I have a hair on my shoulder. It was driving me nuts. Talk about uh, our special guest who's sitting quietly in the corner. We can't do the annoying uh, game of like harassing him as a sponsor yet because th- he's not officially a sponsor yet until this episode. So after this episode, we can <laughs> harass him. But prior to that, it's not fair to harass the guy sitting in the chair. But we'll get to that in one second. So as always, I want to give a shout out to our sponsors and we'll jump into the show. If you are looking like you need a sleeve on your arm, maybe because you've just eaten a lot of shit and you got a lot of whole lot of scrapes up there, let me suggest Kevin Black. What if I would have gone, let me suggest run and try so you can try a little harder. That's yeah, what I would have gone with. Just flip the script all day. It would have been better because they have that like butt chafing cream. That's where I thought you were going to go. He, he Head on over it. to run and try and get you some butt chafing cream. For your sleeve tattoo that you got at Man of War Tattoo. Maybe don't. don't that is not that medical advice. Do not. Yeah. No. Do Kevin not put, will tell you. Do not put that on your tattoo. Actually, I wonder what would happen if you did. So our next contest. I'm just kidding. I'm chafed. just kidding. Just, if you get a tattoo and you put butt chafing cream on it, that's. And if you get a tattoo, if you survive, that you win our prize, which is life. Yeah, or just get a tattoo of butt chafing cream. I told you about the guy uh, that has the right here on his arm. He has a code red can. Oh, yeah. So yeah. he can go. <laughs> and he does it all the time. He's in the Coast Guard. Or has was, he ever burned himself with the palm oil that he was smoking when he did it? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Oops, I switched to our guest on accident. So everybody got a preview. Uh, all right. Well, that's our sponsors. We just wrapped them up into one big swooping thing. Yeah, if are. you uh, if you don't know who they are, Run then and try Man of War. What? Run and try and Man of War. That's it for now. There we go. Um, all right, so without further ado, I'm going to jump into our guest. Our guest is well known in the area. It's is it weird when you get the promo about you? Leading into yes, it? yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> well, well known in the area. Uh, obviously, a fantastic rider, uh, a winning rider. If you care about such things, but more importantly to us, he's a community builder. He's a trail advocate. I think would be the best way to put it, and I think he'll explain that in a minute. And he's also the proud. Papa of his new baby, Summit Bike Academy. Yes, Summit Bike Toby Academy. Toby Cortez <laughs> is back in the show with us. Welcome back, Toby. Oh, thanks, Drew, and, and thanks, Dale, for having me on. And listen, before we get started, I really got to thank you guys and all y'all do for the community. It is amazing to see what you guys do. 
Uh, it's fun to watch the podcast every single week, but it really is fun. I'm I'm so excited to come out here, and uh, and I'm going to ride y'all trails. I can't wait. That's gonna that's really really going to be fun. But thanks for having me on. And yes, very very excited about Summit and uh, the rebranding of uh, my coaching uh, academy. And uh, it's just one of the avenues that I take to try to help and grow the, the mountain bike community. Yeah, I've been uh, secretly working on the tagline. Um, uh, <laughs> when you're ready to take your riding to the peak, Summit Bike Academy, to Ooh. its peak, Summit well, Bike Well, Academy. whenever you had the old sponsor and it was Shoot Your Shot, we were, we <laughs> yeah. were actually thinking about naming it Climax. So. Oh, that would have been better. <laughs> Man. But we didn't go that way. It's a, it's a, it's a family. My uh, bike career would be over academy. way too soon. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. The entendres folks, those are free. Those are absolutely free. Uh, luckily we could put, no one will get that unless you're a male or well, so uh, our whole audience. <laughs> no, we have a 12% change. 12%. Yes. Yes. We're, we're trying to push it beyond. <laughs> so let's, uh, let's jump into it. So what has last, last time we spoke, we were, you were building the Academy. Things were going good. That exists. You've rebranded into a new space. Talk a little bit about the new Academy, uh, what you guys are doing with summit and just give us a rundown on that side of things. Sure. Absolutely. We, we were, uh, definitely, I was with dirt coaster Academy and we were running with that and I had a partner and, uh, just had kind of like different visions of what we were going to do with, uh, with the, the Academy. So, uh, came out rebranded it and uh we 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 have you know new website and and uh, a little bit easier to to get a hold of us and we have coaches uh all across the south uh we have a couple coaches in uh arkansas um and we're gonna have you know clinics all throughout the south and um you know we're really the tagline is coaching guiding and experiences and we really wanted to kind of focus on that experience. Whenever you come to a, co- a class, we wanted to uh, make sure that it was a fun experience and, and you enjoyed it. Uh, whenever you wanted to go ride trails, uh, you know, even myself as an experienced rider, whenever I go someplace, I'm looking for a guide because I, I don't want to have to learn the trails. So we, uh, we definitely have that, that, that guiding aspect of it. And then the experiences, and this is something that you guys do. I mean, you know, what does it feel like to really experience mountain biking? It's not just the trails. It's it's what you go and do getting coffee before. It's what you go and uh, the meal that you get after, the way you go to drink. So uh, some of the things that we planned on doing with the social media aspect is show you where you can go, you know, grab a good cup of coffee before, go grab a good beer and, and uh, hamburger after. So it's interesting you bring it up. I, I talked about it before. I gave a shout out back uh, to the previous. I'll just redub in Summit so we can use that. It's when I went to Phoenix. And when I rode in Phoenix, I went on a guided tour. And so this guy, um, uh, Cactus is the name of Cactus uh, Rides. I'll, anyway, I'll, he's going to be on the show at some point. It's very dangerous, by the way, <laughs> to ride a cactus. It was not easy. Um, but he was like an old school uh, XC guy that, had, I mean, the rides out there are gnarly. And some of the stuff they did, there's like a porcupine ride or something that you do at Christmas Day where you ride like 50 miles and it's all the mountain ranges. But you, you there's no there's no traveling to it except by bike. It's brutal stuff. But this guy takes me. So he's very experienced. And he was very complimentary of my riding. He was like, I wasn't sure what to expect. You're from Alabama. <laughs> and he was like, you're from the beach at Alabama. And that's why I was able to give you guys a plug. Where I'm going with this, the experience, though, of the guided ride was fantastic. So he gave me a little bit of instruction, not that would anything that would infringe upon me paying for instruction, mm-hmm. but enough to help me like settle back in, maybe help me uh, conquer a turn. There's like this nasty turn. 
and a couple of rock drops. And so he would work me through those. But then when we're done, he's like, do you like tacos? And I was like, I love tacos. He was like, do you like carne asada? And he was very specific to your point. And he took me to the best carne asada place in Phoenix. And I would argue that it was probably the best or wouldn't argue. And we sat down and had and shared a meal together. And then we talked about business and biking and community. So in that moment, even though the community was just he and I, we shared that. I think it's fascinating that you guys are doing it. It's something that now I told Dale, we have a job coming up potentially in, in New Mexico. It was like, if I'm going out there, I'm going to find a guide and I'm going to hit a ride up. I think it's amazing that you guys are offering that all over the Southeast. Cause there's incredible riding from shore to shore, basically. No, absolutely. And I mean, it begins at, at Bogachita. I mean, if somebody's coming from, from uh, up North and they're coming to ride Bogachita, I mean, we can give uh, guided tours there because you don't know where all the hot spots are. Right. And uh, we, we're very, very privileged at Bogachita to have uh, so many different features that it, it would it would take you two, three days to ride everything and session everything. So uh, that guided aspect. And then, you know, of course, with all of our people in Arkansas, I mean, they're building two, three, four miles of, of trails a week. And so they know all the hot stuff. But, you know, it's, it's really, it's and, and to have somebody to be able to run the line before you. I mean, this afternoon, we're going to ride the trails, and I'm looking forward to having Dale. You know, I don't know those lines. I don't right. know your lines, but it's so cool to be able to sit on his wheel, and I'm going to enjoy the trails even that much more. Yeah. It's cool for you. It scares the shit out of me when you're that close. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, I like it. But, I mean, I really I – to be, to be have been met – have been met – yeah. So English. Have met, having met you um, at Bogchito, um to – put it full circle met you in the parking lot there it was like pebbly and gravelly and not much to it <laughs> i think you had spandex on that day i did he did. I did but i had like a busted up face from digging post holes so it was fair <laughs> yeah um but having seen the progression of everything i feel like what you're doing with summit is just a microcosm of everything you're doing on a grander scale um having been able to see the progress so far and i'll give you mad props for it no. like we said i don't know if you listened to the other previous podcast, but we said we are the moonshiners, and you're like Anheuser Busch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, it was the, the gag was is like, was like we're the moonshiners, and you're like a legit whiskey company. Like, <laughs> yeah. like we're still selling moonshine. Yeah. We have a pretty good recipe, but <laughs> it's moonshine. But we can't take it to the masses. No, no. Toby can take it to the masses. <laughs> right. You're the Buffalo Trace. Oh. We're the yeah. we're the two drunks in the woods. No oh, man. But you need the drunks in the woods just Absolutely. as much as you need Buffalo Trace. It's a fair trade off. A- absolutely. I um, you know both are fun. And uh, both are definitely uh, is what the sport needs. And uh, yeah, you know, I'm trying to take Summit and, and, and really it's all about people enjoying themselves. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the key things that with Summit that I found in, in teaching is that like I've really, really went out and tried to perfect the, my craft. And so like every time, not only do I get a guide, but every time I go to a bike park, every time do I go to a different area, who's your best coach around? I want to spend four hours with them mm-hmm. and try to refine that, that uh, my, my craft of teaching. And uh, what, what's really cool is, you know, this past weekend I had a clinic and we had six people and I had some people that were advanced and I had a nine-year-old. And, and to try to be able to teach all of those people and have all of those people enjoy themselves was was really a cool experience and so you know i think we really have something we have the formula that uh everybody can have fun with and push the sport forward we just want people to enjoy themselves on their bike it's kind of interesting you bring up the like the the community in that way though if you think about it or the the age range i mean if you're really talking about community 
that's what it is, right? It has to represent everybody. It can't just be the selective oh. badasses mm-hmm. that, that bring the best beer to the to the park or whatever. It's got to be that nine-year-old who better not be bringing beer to the park, maybe. Um, depends <laughs> on what state you're in. It might be a moonshiner. That's fair enough. Uh, but whether it's that nine-year-old or it's the adult rider, like that range represents the community. And it's interesting that you're putting in that much effort. Even your own teaching is going towards community building, which I think is, I mean, seriously, yeah. that's not a fluff up of who you are. Like, is it, it's legit who you are. Like, that's not me being obsequious to use yeah. my paper toilet paper word. So my sports management degree back to it, we um, <laughs> took a class in college called lifetime sports. Yeah. Cycling is a lifetime sport. Yes. Like it's the first very technical thing you learn as a child. And it's something you can take all Except the way to the grave. Kids. Yeah, but it's something you could take all the way to the grave with you, right, as a cyclist. And so, like, spreading that joy from across generations. And you do a lot of family stuff, right? Like, there's a lot of family events you do. So if you want to – there, I mean, you could pick up on that, but the, sure. the family classes are pretty big. Yeah, absolutely. That is the coolest thing by far because – you know, so many people, uh, so many people are raising their kids, and they're and they're paying for lessons for their kids, mm-hmm. and they have to sit in the bleachers and watch their kids. Mm-hmm. You know, this is something that we're having fathers and sons and daughters and fathers and and the moms all come together and they're enjoying it together, and and to be a part of that, it, it man, it is it is it is probably the most coolest thing that I do is to 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 be able to allow those families to have true family time together you know because yeah, yeah, yeah. they're going to enjoy it there and then they're going to go talk about it you know for a couple of days after and they're going to you know and just that connection man it's 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 amazing it's interesting because it's a, from a marketing perspective if people have fun doing something they're going to talk about it mm-hmm. but like literally as a business word of mouth is the best advertising on the planet but if you're having someone have fun, then they go turn around and tell somebody. So if they come from class, so even for your business growth, it's brilliant. Because what I think is interesting is if you start with teaching people to ride, then as all of us go, because it's, it's a natural progression. You can find, I'm going to use our trail system. We don't have something quite like Bogachita, not Rebs, our uh, public South. trail system. Mm-hmm. South, that's the only one. We, mm-hmm. we have Blakely, but that, I would argue that's a little advanced. Mm-hmm. But what happens with a rider is they come out, they're they're not trained yet, right? They ride on South trails. They probably eat shit a few times because the roots suck and it's slick and it's hard. It's, it's tight. It's a different type of riding. They do that a few times. Maybe they take a class eventually that gives them the moxie, right? Now they have the moxie and then they go ride Blakely and then eventually they beg to join the rev <laughs> <laughs> or, or Kiss they, the feet. they eventually are like, I'm going to book Chitta. I'm like, have fun. Just be careful. You yeah. know? But what's interesting is the same pattern happens. The home trail leads to eventually somebody wanting to find new trails. And where I was going with the marketing that I think is genius that you're doing is not only is Summit doing this idea of just trail side, you're like in terms of riding and t- coaching, but you're moving into trail advocacy. And can you speak a little bit about that side of things? Because like it's a natural progression to go from, sure. I want to ride more shit. Where can I go? And then it's like, don't worry, guys, we got you covered there too. <laughs> so, uh so, you know, we I started at Bogachita and started kind of putting my toe in and developing that mountain bike park. And it's it's been a huge success. And um, a bunch of people will come and tell me and say, OK, I want to do this in my area. I want to do this in my area. And then that evolved into a consulting business that we're, you know, we're in Tuscaloosa right now. We're in uh, Ruston right now. Um, and we're consulting on building mountain bike parks and and. You know, what's really, really cool is that we're trying to make it accessible to everybody. And the thing that they're doing in Ruston is going to blow people's mind. And whenever we talk about that community, 
some people look down upon this, but we're spending a lot of money on building a hub. And this hub is going to be 10 foot off the ground. It's going to be stone around it. It's going to be the first in the world that has a waterfall coming off of it. Sick. It's, it's going to be cool. And we're going to have bridges going down. And, you know, and that's a place that people are going to, during the trails, they're going to stop and they're going to talk and they're going to communicate. And it also, um, and it also exposes people to mountain biking because we put it, the waterfall is going to be facing the road driving up. And so like everybody who's coming into the parks, I'm like, what is that? And so it's going to, you know, entice people, more people to come into it. So, you know, that's what we try to do whenever we're trying to design uh, a mountain bike park is to try to make it inviting and inclusive. And so we have the green lines, we have the blue lines, we're going to have some black lines. And so it's going to be a really, really cool park. And, and that's what we, that's what we try to do whenever I'm, I'm going in and I'm trying to design the, the thing in Tuscaloosa, you know, we're going to try to dev- design a true pump track for everybody. Cause if you, if you've ridden these pump tracks, uh, some of these pump tracks are, are like Velo Solutions, they're steep and not everybody can ride those. So right. we're going to have sections of the pump track that goes all the way from a little bitty baby, intermediate, and then to more advanced. So kind of trying to take things and really try to make everything all inclusive and, and inviting. I think it's cool because it's, uh, it's one of the things about, it's one of the things that I wish, and I haven't been there, I'm not so I'm not trashing it by any means, but it seems like Walden Ridge, which is the new one up in Chattanooga, mm-hmm. is not quite, my understanding, it, it's not necessarily quite as inclusive. And so it requires, it's got a high entry fee to get in. So in terms of skill level. And so the thing is, is that's a great park. A lot of people going, I remember it happened at Ride Beham. Mm-hmm. You had a lot of people show up at Ride Beham that maybe that was not quite to their skill level yet. And I don't, again, I haven't been there, but it's interesting that you're offering that. So people can at least home trail and scale up as opposed to, you must be this tall to ride this ride. That can be kind of damaging. There should be those trails. I'm not saying I'm, I'm anti that, but if you don't have enough of the, little stuff, you're not going to see much of a community grow because after a while, it's the same bit over and over again. And I think it's something interesting. And I have a, a follow-up I'll hit up with that. But what is your take on that? I mean, is that a fair statement or am I just talking out of my ass as normal? <laughs> you do normally talk out of your yeah, ass. Yeah, that's but, correct. But this is, this is okay. I got no, a microphone a, up here. This that, that's an absolute uh, fair statement. And, and you know, the, the thing that I did whenever I came in and designed, uh, you know, Bogachita was one of the first features we built was the Tower of Terror. And so that is a humongous drop. So that brought some attention and that brought all the big, time players that wanted to come play and play ball they had something but at the same time we had baby courses and so like you definitely have to have um a a low a low barrier to entry to ride your park to be to make it you know truly attractive because you know five percent of your riders are green five percent of your riders are black and everybody else is blue and so like that's a great point yeah that's a really good stat to know (laughs) for real (laughs) So if you want people to enjoy uh, mountain biking, you got to, you know, you got to build it accordingly. Yeah. There is something to be said, like we've talked about it and, and certain other sides of it. Um, there's something to be said with the idea for me, that's interesting to know that stat, like I'll hit black lines or certain pieces uh, like black lines in Phoenix are a totally different beast because I don't have a lot of experience on that kind of rock mixed mm-hmm. with sand. The sand part's easy. Cause yes. that's what Jane fest is. We got side. that. We got yeah. that for days, <laughs> baby. Yeah. But then all of a sudden you have this jagged death stick poking out of it. That's not going to break when you hit it. It's going to break you um, made a little bit tricky. So it's, it's interesting to know that like, if, at least for me, like I fall into that blue category universally. Right. Cause there's even some blue that I've hit. I'm like, Hey, that's a little, that pushes me a little bit and I'm going back to training. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it re- f- uh, kind of reinforces that side. 
And it's always nice to come off of a green and just feel like you're the best in the world. Even if you're an advanced rider, those so that's, easy ones. Yeah, that's the Dale Boyd custom trick. Right that's there. what. I, yeah, I, I'm throwing turndowns on every green trail. <laughs> because I'm gonna start calling you the king of the green turndown. <laughs> the green trail turndown. Yeah, down. the green trail. Uh, so what I think, and I think we've talked about this before, but like advanced riders are gonna have fun on everything, mm. right? Yeah. They're gonna make their fun no matter what. So I think like what you did with the Tower of the Terror is pretty rad because, and I had never heard that story, but like doing that first sets the bar of like, listen, guys. I'm gonna. I'm here to build some rad stuff, not just baby stuff. But if you want to help, we'll ride the baby stuff until the rad stuff gets built. And I think that's that's a good perspective because we're doing it here. Um, we went private because we couldn't do it publicly, but we get so much pushback from the previous people or like the guys that built these trails. We've been doing it for thirty years. Like, okay, cool, but they're not. But that that's cool. thirty years. It evolves, right? So, like, so I, I have a legit have a question. Maybe you, well, I have a legit yeah. question that maybe you've you've found on your own. If you go ride a trail that was built thirty years ago, that was built hand built hand trails like we do. We're still mm-hmm. analog yeah. in that way. Let's say even then it doesn't matter. You go ride this old trail thirty years ago. The bike technology used at that point was. Uh, different the bike size was different wheel size was different everything mm-hmm. in the bike world was different so they rode different are you seeing now that like have you guys had to update trails is that are you seeing any of that kind of world where it's like you look at these trails and you're like damn this does not ride good on a 29 i gotta have you have you run into that at all so so you know what it would actually is really really cool is like you know what's old is new now yeah and so like what a lot of people in the trends that we're seeing in the industry of of what they're trying to trail build is actually some of that old school tight uh, you know, one of one of the one of the yeah. one of the latest um, you know trails in in Arkansas and Bentonville, you know, is handcut hollow, and so the whole thing is to now to get back to handcut, um, and actually the park that we're doing up in uh, in Ruston in Lincoln Parish Park, they were famous for a ten mile loop. They they had the cross country uh, nationals there, and uh, so it was a really famous uh, cross country loop that was tight and rooty. And that by itself is fun and cool. But now that we're coming in and building the flow stuff and you can ride both of those things in the same day, then it goes like, oh, wait a minute, this is cool. But to have just one of those things and you can ride those things a lot faster with the modern technology. Now, the wide handlebars gets in the way sometimes. (laughs) Yep. That was actually my last wreck was (laughs) I hit a tree. But um, no, it's it's the the modern bikes actually allow you to enjoy those trails even more, I think. Yeah, I think that's pretty sweet because of like tails. Have you ridden at tails at Oak Mountain? That trail is machine cut, but it feels like hand cut, right? Because it's so narrow. Like it's not wide as a golf cart trail. like all the other ones like lightning is fun at Oak mountain, but it's wide. Like you have room for air. And I think that is, I mean, I'm a tight trail guy. Anybody that's ridden any trail I've ever built, they're like, what? This is stupid. Yeah, you have one that the only guy I've ever seen zip down it fast is Toby. Is Toby. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, he just was like, oh, let me try it one more time. And then he's like, and three seconds later, it was like a slalom skier going through there. Um, I think it's interesting though, because the bike park stuff, uh, those big wide spaces, again, comparing to what I've ridden out West and, and that experience is totally different because it's all wide open out there, but it's still narrow trails Mm -hmm. they didn't build these big wide pieces so there's something to be said there's some pleasure in my brain though about a big wide like when you're hitting that big Mm -hmm. wide trail there's just some joy of having that maybe because our shit is so tight all the time (laughs) it is safer for sure but it doesn't feel as fast and my thing is i like i like to feel like i'm a star wars nerd so 
a bike is a speeder bike to me and I'm like flying through the woods of indoor like Star Wars. That's all I want. Huh? That's all I'm after. What? Yeah, nerd. I, I'm a geek. And so like I, last time on the like, last time I was on the show I talked about a little bit about this too, but I think as humans we love and especially as males, we love cuz we used to run through the woods to to catch our, our meals. Yes. And that feeling of going through the woods with the trees mm-hmm. going by. I think, you know, it's it, primal, it, right? It, it really is primal and I think we enjoy. It. I enjoy going through trees. I go right out west and it's wide open. I'm like, ah. Yeah. But you know, go up on the east coast and it, that tight stuff through the trees is awesome. Where have you written? Have you written anywhere recently that's like, like, because I heard a couple of things. One, I heard from a couple of different writers. We won't say names. No. They were just bitching about Bentonville. Now, I'm not asking you to defend it. This no, is no, their no. opinion. You have yours. But they were like, man, it's all, quote, sanitized. Yeah. yeah. Commercialized, sanitized. Yeah. So, you know, and, and I fight that whenever I'm designing trails too, because the, the concept of what we talked about is that you really need the barrier of entry to be low so more people can come into the bike. So mom and dad doesn't go mind riding with the kids. And, and what Bentonville has done, and, and, and Gary Vernon and all those guys, I'm a great friend of, of Gary, and they've really done a great job. But it is a little bit commercialized. And they are pushing the envelope with Handcut Hollow and some of the other places. You just kind of got to know where to ride in Bentonville. Um, and so um, I think they have all of it. And some people are like uh, kind of disappointed that um, they they had to like put bridges over all the drops and all of those things. But you know, so many people are riding that area. They they had to do that. So and I think Bentonville is really starting to move towards a little bit more risky in some areas. And you've kind of like if you go drive an hour away from Bentonville, yeah. some of that stuff is getting really really cool. Centennial Park just made a um, a, a pretty big big expansion that was really really cool. Um, and then you know Lake Leatherwood is is a forty five minute drive from Bentonville. We always go to Lake Leatherwood whenever we go down there, and that gives you a little bit more of the real feel. Of, uh, uh, but in fairness to your point, if 5% are green and 5% are black, and you're looking at a massive trail system like Bentonville, then what's everything else? You it's a it. lot of blue. And so that maybe I, I think it goes back to the same thing, though. I'd, I'd argue that maybe someone who went up there that felt that way maybe didn't take enough time to find the community to be like what we said earlier. Find me the guide or just find somebody. Be like, hey, man, I'll buy you a six pack if you'll just show me where do you guys ride. <laughs> Like, or, just be simple. Or you could just go to summit.com and <laughs> oh, find a guy. See, there, you go. see, there it is. Perfect. The Perfect yes. layup. Or more importantly, like the, it's what has happened is somebody that knew about Bentonville used to like to go there when they were a garage band. Mm-hmm. Yes. They're now mainstream. And it's like, there's people all over at these concerts now. And like, I can't get to the front where I used to. I just want to go back to like, when the, I'm punk rock, like I want the like I was the only one listening to you guys before you sold out. You know that whole feeling of that that idea. But again, they Bentonville and I don't know this, but they could have used that philosophy that you're saying as like let's build some gnarly shit, get everybody riding, yes, and then be like, hey, but like the handcuff holler. From my understanding, is like I mean, it's it's. Have you ridden it? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. How is it? Oh, it, it's awesome. Actually, on the website, there's a, a pretty cool. Whenever you see. The, uh, the logo, the background is actually Handcut Hollow. That's and so sick. us going through a valley. Uh, but I have the privilege of actually one of my coaches, two of my coaches actually live there. So every time I go, they know where, they know the hot spots and they know all of those things to, to go to. So Bentonville for me, because I have that built-in guide, is always a, a unique experience because we're kind of getting away from the crowds. But arguably that's like the place that I'm talking about where 
if I'm going to Bentonville, I'm not going to just go up there and knuckle turd around by myself. Right. Right. Even if I'm solo up that way, there was a job at one point I was trying to get Dale on it with me. We were trying to bid on this job that was literally going to take us to Bentonville, Arkansas to film the exterior of a family dollar or some shit. And I didn't care how much it cost. Like I was like, I'll do the job for free if you just pay for me to go up. But the idea was we get up there and then we find somebody to, to show us around a guide, mm -hmm. such as in this case. Now we have you guys. But why would you not do that? Because oh. I would rather go to the fun places like, hey, guys, we're going to hit all the touristy spots first, do the famous trails, yep. uh, America's Trail, whatever it is, all Slaughter the Pen. Slaughter Pen. Pen. Yep. Right. Let's hit the famous trails and then let's maybe go find some stuff that you guys might be like. Yeah. I would rather that experience. A tailored experience is much more valuable to me oh. than you have three days in Bentonville and you rode the same shit three days in a row. That might get a little old. Do you also think that Bentonville is kind of like an iPhone? An iPhone yeah. is compared to every single other phone. No, right? it's fair. So you go to Bentonville expecting that it has everything that you could ever want, right? Yes. With no flaws. But wait, this place over here has this. Yeah, but it doesn't have all this. You know what I'm saying? Like the iPhone. The iPhone might not have photo eraser or whatever Google j Pixel just came out with. But That's not more a nerdy than me. I know. <laughs> he is I, It's because I spend time like erasing my face <laughs> off of things. <laughs> um, so... Um, but the, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think that maybe some people go there with an expectation like Bentonville better be the best place I've ever ridden when they compare every place they've ridden to one place. Yeah. Does that make sense? You know, a, a couple of things is that like, you know, whenever we, whenever we get families that want to come in and do guiding, I mean, Bentonville is a cool place because it really is easy to get a family to have a great experience. Even if mm -hmm. one of those family members is somebody who wants to shred you know we can guide that that experience but some of the other places i mean like knoxville right now is just blowing up yeah, i mean all it, it's really really cool and and you know anybody who's listening to us from knoxville we're not just pro bentonville we are pro knoxville uh because we're pro mountain biking mm -hmm. and that's another place that that's just absolutely amazing to ride they have uh, some really really cool things there too well aaron gwynn just bought uh Windrock. Windrock. Oh my gosh. I mean, it, that's massive. You got a pro downhill guy owning a bike park? I mean, come on. That well, and that I tell you what, that that's where I cut my teeth twenty years ago and learned how to downhill. Uh it's kind of like chilled out a little bit, Windrock, but Windrock is a special place for me. We used to go at least once a month to go uh riding at Windrock and uh, we didn't have the equipment we have today. Oh, you you're giving me chills talking about Windrock, man. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, look, I love ten Tennessee riding is my favorite. That's like out of everywhere I've been fortunate enough to ride. And I haven't ridden like Colorado yet, but uh, it's my favorite because there's so, the diversity of trails in Tennessee is amazing. North Alabama has some cool stuff, and I, I haven't done Pisgah, but like for me, again, what I've experienced in the chunk of time that I've been riding that 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 area. I mean, you get a you get a range, yeah. and I think that's really important. And it's I've taken same point. I've taken people that were not as experienced, and they had a blast. And then I've taken some more experienced guys with me and we had a super good time. So like across the board, it made it universally fun. And then when you're done, there's this great culture that exists in Knoxville. Now I'm not a UT fan by any means. I'm a roll tide, <laughs> but at the same time, um, there's a great college towns have an epic culture. There's yes. going to be pizza and beer for you all day. Great places to eat. Same in Chattanooga. Same when you start getting over into uh, all, all the parts of North Carolina and that's oh, Asheville's amazing. Asheville's nuts. Yeah. So all of those little communities are there. So now the experience is that much more awesome. You ride hard 
and you eat hard. You know what's sweet about hard. those communities, though? Like, we travel to those types of places, and we are all, three of us, are building small microcosms of those places where we live, right? right. Like, hey, let's let that influence our local oh. trails so that we can have something that you may not ever go see in Bentonville or Asheville, but, hey, check this out. Ride this. Like, the Tower of Terror, right? So, like... There's different things that I think are really cool about being an advocate for the trails like you have or we have. And there's something that we can share to other people that might not translate like obviously. You know, like I'm not going to say, Drew, look at this berm. It's just like the one in Nashville. But (laughs) it could be, you know, like it could be inspired by that. And we talk about it a lot, how you and I take inspiration when we go on rides other places. It's not just riding. It's looking at things. And do you do that? I assume you do that a lot. Oh man. Well, I mean the whole origin of uh Bogachita was, you know, me and, and Steve, we would ride all across the country and it would take us two or three days to kind of get warmed up. Uh, so we, we wanted people, we wanted a place that people could come and actually learn some of the base skills. So whenever you go out of town and that's what, and that's what you guys are doing here. And that's what we're doing, uh, down in, in Bogachita. And, and that's, all about people enjoying mountain biking more. If they can come in and really learn the, the base skills that they need, uh, that's why we've imported all the rocks that we have. That's why we build the big jumps. You know, because whenever you go to a bike park, it doesn't take you long to adjust to that like it used to whenever Steve and I would do 20 years ago going to Wind Rock. And we, <laughs> hell, I built something at the Reb because of something you guys have at Bogchito, the wall. I couldn't come off of it at an angle. So I built a berm that I have to come off at an angle. So <laughs> that's awesome. and I did this year. Went no, back no, to but Bochito. we have the same thing like with Chris at the yeah. at the uh, oh yeah at last the time was it? Chris had not ridden any rocks, and when it came up to stage four, was the first mm-hmm. introduction of rocks that year that we were there or I was there, and when it came up to rocks, Chris, God love him, Chris T, mm-hmm. uh, he chicken shitted and wouldn't do it, and obviously we saw Bill eat it, but like <laughs> Chris wouldn't do it, and um, and he asked for a rock garden. So when we came back, like he was motivated. So we did the same thing. We found, we got lucky and found some of those rocks on our, so we built stuff for him to practice on in his ride. And he's gotten better off going off rocks. So it, it's interesting that every trail benefits another if you're looking to add something. You know what I mean? Like it, it's a growth pattern for oh, sure. Absolutely. I mean, everybody is up in their game, up in their level. And uh, it's just great for mountain biking and, you know, the um, different things that we're doing. We definitely appreciate you guys coming to the to, to our festival we actually uh, we increased uh, by seventy percent this year. Oh, Yo, that's amazing! Every, that's awesome. yeah, everybody, sure. like all the promoters I'm talking to, they're down 60 percent, and then we we were increased by seventy percent. But that's part of it to have those festivals, to have those people coming back, and of course, Summit is 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 thrilled to be able to support those kind of things. And uh, that was a really cool experience. And it was awesome. <laughs> you were a little bit of a celebrity yet, as man, you should have came. <laughs> I could. He didn't even it. have to tell people working. now that you yeah. know. Yeah, I didn't say a word about. He didn't the podcast. have to say people. Hey, I got a podcast. He, a people word. knew. Yeah, it was, a, it <laughs> it was, was unique. Awesome. And actually, Jake was like, "Why do people know who I am?" <laughs> <laughs> the best is anytime. It's so it's happened. It happened in Birmingham. Oh yeah, talk. Uh, they had the bullshit tent, and Chase, uh, Dirty Uncle Chase, was nice enough to do the request of blue M&M's or whatever the hell yellow M&M's whatever it was yeah. oh that's hilarious it was stupid they were sitting there for it as and a hot joke Dasani two bottles water. of hot Dasani water specific <laughs> and we make this joke and they did but it's the same thing like we get up there with Todd and Todd people are like you're the Todd and he's <laughs> like oh uh, that's me <laughs> that's not how he talks that's not even fair he's gonna beat my ass He. but it was still one of those things of like it's fun to have this little community so we have like this great little uh, we have a community building in 
in Louisiana. And now, you know, you have South Alabama, you have North Alabama. We're getting into Tennessee more. And then if we can get into Georgia more and that once that little network oh. forms and everybody is kind of sharing that space more uh, frequently, just imagine now all of a sudden the Southeast is back to being defined as a big community. Oh. I think that'd be epic. Well, absolutely. And, and one of the things that we're doing in Summit, we're partnering with different, we have different partners. And, and one of the partners we have is Transition Bikes. Sick. And so Transition Bike, and look, um, I, I used to ride Transitions back in the early 2000s. And you know, before I partner with somebody, it's going to be the right partnership. These guys are riders first. I got to shred with them at Howler uh, Bike Park. It was amazing. These guys, I was like, oh, but uh, these guys were, were awesome. And and they build bikes that are fun. So I'm like, you know what? This is a bike company that I want to partnership with. And and they're, you know, talking about building the South, they're actually coming to Bogachita uh, on the 12th. They're going to bring their fleet of bikes and you can come out and ride Sick. them. And so it's like, for a big bike manufacturer like that to actually, you know, come to the South and have mm-hmm. a demo day is, is pretty cool. Yeah, because that's one of the things that I feel like in this part of the South, like the, the lower half, it's where there's not mountains. We're trail guys that have built features. The fact is that, that we don't get a lot of those demo days. You know, every mm-hmm. once in a while we'll hear about one from Pivot maybe Pivot over, over lot, in yeah. Pensacola. The, they were, the, But they're the only ones that do it. Yeah. And some of the, and I'm not knocking LBSs, but we've said it before. Sometimes our frustration through our small network is that some of our LBSs don't offer any kind of demo days either. And so I don't need to demo a bike in a parking lot. I need to demo a bike on a trail. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then that's brilliant. So that's awesome for transition to commit that that level is fantastic. I mean, that's a huge step forward in that space. We're looking forward to that. And I, and I continue to try to to grow the community. And, and, you know, we got another partnership with Trio Behind Bars. Those kids, kids they ride monsters. all over the country. If you, haven't follow, if you don't follow them, definitely you want to watch their videos. But what's cool is that, you know, the confirmation of what we're doing is actually something that's significant. Uh, you know, these guys, they ride all over the country. And uh, so I called them up and said, hey, we got a bike fest. Would you guys come? And, and, and Sean, the dad, unbelievable guy, him and Katie, they're, they're unbelievable parents. I wish my parents drove me around in a van <laughs> riding trails. But, um, you know, I think they, they were in uh, Vancouver and uh, he's like, hey, I want to go down to Louisiana or do y'all want to go to Vermont? That was the two choices. And the kids were like, let's go back to Louisiana. Oh, man. I mean, stop and think about that for yeah. a second, you know? Yeah. It's like, wow. Yeah. Yeah, over Vermont. <laughs> Vermont oh, yeah. has mountains. <laughs> oh, absolutely. A yeah, bike park in Vermont. Yeah, know? there's that there's yeah. that also those those religious named trails up there too. They're really popular. I can't remember all of them. Sister remember. Act? <laughs> it's not Sister Act, the trails. <laughs> That'd be a good trail name though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might have to try that. Uh you had mentioned something I, I don't I, and again I'll let you give me the look and I'll just drop the question, but you had mentioned something about you and Steve having ridden together for a while. Documentary? <laughs> can we talk about it for a second? At all? Sure. Um, Only because I don't. I don't want to go in too much. But well, you told me some stuff that I, that like I got gooses just thinking about it because it's such a like bro story. It's so heavy and it's so beautiful with the culmination essentially being Bogachita. Not to ruin the doc, but like, can you, can you give me anything on it at all? Well, so um, Steve and I would probably come and give you some more details. Maybe we'll come tease back. it up. We'll just and, yeah, and tease, tease it up. up. But we've been teasing up Summit for so, weeks. So, yeah. <laughs> so um, you know, it, it was a it's a pretty cool story. You know, Steve and I years and years ago, uh, we just kind of ran into each other and, and we became bros. And then there was a little bit of a tragedy that happened in both of our lives, and we kind of had to give up mountain biking. And then at the same time, we came back into mountain biking, and 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 Bogachita was the reason why that happened 
and um, they were, the filmmaker out of New Orleans uh, wanted to do a documentary. I think they call this a micro budget yes. <laughs> documentary. Yeah, that's probably fair. Uh, <laughs> so uh, you know, don't, no high expectations, but it, it's a cool story. And um, we we finish filming. We're uh, we got, probably got one, one more round of edits, and then we're going to score it. And so hopefully at the beginning of next year. Uh, that'll come out. And, 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 you know, the reason why I agreed to do the project was I, I just want to promote mountain biking and, I, and hopefully it, it just promotes mountain biking a little bit more. So uh, that was a tee up for did, did Bogachito did summit the, this idea of summit, did it come first? Or did Bogachito come first back to you and Steve's thing, this love of mountain biking that connected you guys brought you back together. I know a little bit more of the story. We'll let y'all talk about it once the movie comes out. It's, it sounds amazing. Did that was was Summit always there or was Bogachito there and then Bogachito goes wait a second and then that led to Summit what like what's the origin story of sure sure so I don't think we've ever asked that have we ever asked that I don't think mm-hmm. we have so like you know I, I got to have a plan and 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 everything that I go into is like you know am I going to devote my time into something because I'm taking time away from my family so is I'm am I going to devote time away from something that's going to be successful and so early on I was like you know what, we've got the demographics around it. There's 1.2 million people around Bogachita within an hour and a half uh, that really don't understand what mountain biking is. And so we were able to expose them. And then so as I'm developing that plan, one of the pillars was to create something that could educate people to ride mountain bikes. So that was kind of the origins of that. So uh, in the in the original design of Bogachita, three and a half years, four years, four years ago now, um, that's when that was the genesis of, uh, what became summit. That's interesting. I, I just, I didn't know if, if, uh, one led to the other, if it was a queue up effect and that makes sense. Cause it was, and where do you see, so as you guys are kind of growing, uh, I, I mean, it's, it's really a brand extension. It's a rebrand is what it really is. It's been the same. It's the same architecture. You've added new coaches. We talked about that. How far is your reach on coaching now? Like where all, where are you? Like, what's the, what's the reach? That we so, take? I mean, we're, we're talking to folks. We're talking to a couple of different coaches. Uh, we've got the infrastructure for coaches to come on and it'll be a little bit easier. They, they of course got to uh, be able to give that experience that, that uh, Nina and I gave. And then that I give right now, uh, cause we want somebody to be able to have that experience. So you can be the best shredder in the world, uh, if you're not a personable person, that's people going to enjoy to be around, you know, we, we kind of, we're not looking for that. Um, and then, you know, we also are, are, are going to be looking for, you know, somebody who can really, uh, detect errors because everybody thinks they can coach. And I thought I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to, this is going to be easy. And, but you look at somebody and you're like, wait a minute. I have no idea how to tell you to do to get that right. And so like over time, it's like, okay, I, I, now I understand how to not only detect errors, but how to get you to improve those errors. And so like, you know, we're looking for those people. But, you know, I, I would definitely envision something out of, the, out of the South going all the way to North Carolina, Tennessee, Georgia, Alabama, Arkansas, kind of staying in that in that area. And we have some people that are, are have reached out. And uh, so we're starting those conversations. But, you know, right now it's in Arkansas and then I'm traveling. And we're doing in two weeks, we're we're doing something in Tuscaloosa. Um, oh. And what, what another like I, I'm trying to grow the sport. My, my 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 passion is to try to grow the sport. 
And so they'll be uh, the local bike shops is something that I see is just a gym that we have. And I'm trying to keep promoting those. So, um, you know, whenever we go in Ridgeland and bike revolution, I mean, Jeremy is amazing. And I try to partner with him and try to give his, his shop some exposure too. So we're doing that with Velo city cycles in uh tuscaloosa we're, we're actually gonna we're gonna have uh in their parking lot we're gonna pull the jumps out uh in their parking lot we're gonna do like a kind of a festival we're gonna have two different sessions and we're gonna pull these crazy bikes out and do crazy bike races and all but um you know trying trying to build that community around the local bike shops too is something that i'm, I'm trying to do uh with summit also I mean, again, that goes back. That's the that, those are all the off trail hubs that mm -hmm. need to exist anyway. Not yes. to mention like what they are. Like it's important in that space. Do you feel like? Do you feel like though, as a coach now, like obviously you humble yourself to the coaching. I've told other people this when I went through it. Is you have to humble yourself to the idea, despite arguing with it. You can. But do you find that you keep? I mean, it seems like a lot of times. There's two parts to this question. One, men seem to be the less receptive at first. Is that a fair statement? Oh my, yes. <laughs> I'm one of them too. But I am too. Oh my, yes. <laughs> so men are, men are less receptive. So there's that challenge. How do you address that challenge? And then the follow-up to that would also be that, I guess for me, it's it's the idea that, you know, we can, we can, we can offer ourselves to humble ourselves to take the course, but then it doesn't mean anything if you don't practically apply it. And so it's not just about riding. I mean, you've got to practice it to some extent. So could you maybe what, what's your, how do you, how do you break down that wall of like, listen, you shitheads, <laughs> like, how do you get through that? To, so you don't run into that conflict. So, so uh, you know, so like I get, I get a bunch of couples and they're like, Hey man, my wife has to come take lessons. I'm like, that's awesome. Why don't you come support her and take the class with her? Uh, you know, it'd be really, really easy if you come in, in inevitable. I mean, every single time to the, to the, it, it always happens where both of them are like, wow, that was awesome. That was a great experience. I really, really learned. And um, But I've always said this from the get-go. Uh, the, the women that I have in the class pick it up a lot faster than the guys because they we have these preconceived notions. We don't need to be taught because we understand. We know everything already. Uh, and, man, you know, ever since I've, you know, put my toe into this, I've become such a better rider because, you know, just as the mountain bikes have evolved and the technology and the angles and the suspension, just as that has evolved, the, the teaching techniques has evolved just as much. So it, it definitely is a challenge. I had a couple of times where the husband actually left the class because he wasn't picking it up and, and his wife was. Oh, and he got <laughs> so, a little, little rage quit. Yes. So I, I actually warn people to that now. And they're yeah. like, look, but if, but if, but if, um, and, and what's so funny too is a lot of people are like, um, you know, hey, I want to come coach you with you. Like, like, why don't you come see a class? And these are experienced riders that have been riding for 25 years and they walk away and like, I had no idea. Right. And I had no idea how to break it down like that. And all of that stuff made sense. And then you built it back up and it's like, wait, all of this makes sense. And, it, you know, so they're kind of blown away by it. So if, if people can humble themselves and come, I will, I, I, you know, I, I always tell people, like, if you don't have fun in a class that we do, I will give you your money back. I'll pay you more than you paid me because right. I, I know you're going to have fun. Right. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and I think that what people don't understand, and you teach this well in class, and it's with every single sport, if I want to jump that double, it doesn't start with just pedal up and jump that double, right? There's steps that you have to build on. Like there's 
a foundation when we're teaching our kids how to play a sport. Now I coach a lot and I've coached varsity sports, but you have to start with a foundation and then start every time you start with that foundation again, right? Like go back to practice. So like say that when you go back to practice after you've been taught it, start at that same foundation. The the foundation is the key. And, And just like you were saying, like if you come to a class and the next time you try to apply those things is in a trail again, you, you lost, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, um, it, it takes a couple of cones and it takes your driveway. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's why most of the time, you know, I, I, I teach like this past weekend, I taught in a parking lot It's because you take all of those different elements because you got to practice those and it's got to become second nature. You, whenever you're going through a turn, you can't think about all the things that you get, you know, you've got to do, you just got to do it. And uh, so practicing, and I think, you know, having the, the parents and coming with their kids and the kids understand that, that they got to go practice and it is making the parents go back and practice. You can come take another class. You can come take the next level class, but go practice it for a bunch of hours before you come back. Yeah. Do you, did you ever find, I, I remember when I first started riding, I was watching, you know, mountain bike videos and same old thing. Everybody does it to some extent. Um, coming back in, I was watching videos and, I, and it, it ended up being like this, and I'm not going to say who, but the one rider was, and he's known, was very like aggressive. This is my way. I don't care what other coaches are going to tell you. This is the only way. that. Well, like he was a douche noodle about it. <laughs> and then I watched another one that was contrary to him. And then I went to uh, a trail and somebody's like, hey, you're riding your bike totally wrong. Well, this is the way that I learned to do it. Do you run into that? Like, how do you deal with, how did you select? Because I always thought it was fascinating. The stuff I learned from you was, reinforced what somebody else taught me and I don't I don't think they took their class from you first but they taught me stuff so like when I started writing I started learning stuff that then was the same thing it reinforced what you told me how did you select your criteria to, to or your curriculum basically sure. to put it together sure I or mean technique it, I guess it, it was definitely a long process and like I said I mean I, when, every time I went out of town I would go and I would get another coach and all of those techniques that they teach are very very valid and, and, and they're useful. Mm-hmm. And we'll take drops, for, for instance. I mean, there's a bunch of different ways that you can go off of a drop. The way I selected my criteria was how to make it safest. How, what, is, what is the least likely um, method that I'm going to teach that's going to put somebody in an accident or, or, or get hurt? <clears throat> and so and with that, you know, the, the way that I teach drops is that the way I go off of drops whenever I'm racing is I'm trying to get my tires on the ground as fast as possible. That's not the way I teach. I teach to go off level so you have choices in the air. And that's the safest way if you can go off level instead of pushing down or just dropping down. And, and it's to give you choices. And the same thing with, with jumping. You know, I teach the hardest way to jump. It's, it's, it's the least, um, it, it's, it's the least natural way to jump. But when I teach that, and then it's easier to squash a jump or it's easier to just go off of a jump. Uh, if you got this technique, I teach at that level, you've got the technique, you've got that tool in your toolbox. He, and then I teach here are the appropriate times to take that out. Um, you know, you, because you, you won't use the jumping technique that I teach every single time. And, and it's, um, so that's how I've kind of come up with that curriculum and, uh, and, and it's worked. And because I can, you know, th- this past weekend, it, it just keeps on working. The nine-year-old learned just like that 40-year-old learned that's been jumping for a while. And they both were like, that's the way to do it. Oh, and yeah. so, you know, it, it, after teaching thousands of people, you, you kind of get that reinforcement of this is how you do it. So, 
Yeah, I mean, that time proven kind of vibe is way more, especially because you're an aggregate of a lot of, like you've taken the best of all these and and found what works and mm -hmm. found the safest. Like you said, you developed your own technique. But the idea that you you did pull this aggregate means that it wasn't just somebody's bias. Because I've seen it a lot. A lot of times coaching, coaching, at least teaching in any capacity, is you have to humble yourself to the student as well because they may actually provide feedback that you've never considered before. Uh, I have a new guy that works for me that's learning camera stuff, and there's things that I realize he doesn't have a clue about that, that I take for granted, so I have to stop and slow down. And then it's made me go, oh, my God, I haven't been doing that myself. Yes. Right. And so it's just a good gut check, I think, to flip it around. Do you, uh, so the state of the industry is interesting to me. I want to oh, jump over this because it's, sure. I think there's going to be a shift. I'd be curious to see what you say. Obviously, uh, chain reaction closed in the States. And I think I heard even in the UK, we haven't confirmed that, but that's what we heard. That's kind of a big blow. They were mm -hmm. a brand that was around. Uh, that took distribution of nuke proof out of the, out of the US, unless somebody else comes, comes by and Vitus, Vitus, however you say it. Mm -hmm. But but we've seen like you're I know you know economics well you, you know a few <laughs> things about the dollar bill I mean we saw the surge of pandemic yeah uh, um, we saw this boom of pandemic bike the bike boom happen and then we saw people get loans and we saw people get money and then they didn't always they built a bunch of inventory that didn't pay out and it's gone the other way what do you see is the 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 status of it because it's it's not scary for us. We're riders. It's actually good for us, but we also need to make sure that the infrastructure stays in play. What is your, what is your take on it? Kind of well, currently? And we need those. I mean, we need right. those companies to be successful yep. and, and they're finding their way right now. You know, I think the pandemic, it was easy and, and you would just overbuilt, overbuilt. Now they have that and they have, you know, oversupply and you're seeing prices drop. And, and, you know, what's, what's the interesting thing for me is where is that direct to consumers in the local bike shops? Where is that going to merge and where is that going to fit? And because, you know, technology on bikes right now is pretty complicated. So if, and, and, and not everybody can work on brakes or suspension or all of those things. So we need those local bike shops and you're seeing like the direct to consumers is actually going to direct to local bike shops yeah. so they're giving you an option to ship it to your local bike shop and then they'll give that bike shop a cut i think that that's probably one of the best i'm, I'm hoping that that is at least what happens and we don't to go into an economy where you know it's just it's just low price direct to consumer because uh, you, a lot of bad things can happen on mountain bikes if you don't put them together correctly. Let me give you an, uh, not just bad things on the putting together part. I'm a Gorilla Gravity owner. They're out of business. They're gone. They no longer mm -hmm. exist on the planet. I know how long I have warranty support. I have an $8,900 bike <laughs> that has no, or $7,900 bike. The, uh, the wheels, I'll count the wheels. They're separate. I have support for my wheels, luckily, because we are one still around. But like, my bike has no support, no warranty support, nothing ever again. And that frame was a, a carbon lifetime frame. Gone lost it all. So, and then there's some proprietary parts that we run into that. So to your point, I don't want, I'll never touch. I've told this, I've said it before. I'll never touch a D2C, uh, direct to consumer client. Uh, that's just not my jam anymore. It has to go through an LBS. So at least there's some kind of connection to it. Um, which I think your, to your point is a brilliant model. Do you think though, that, that with the dip in maybe bike sales, even though I'd argue the economy, I mean, maybe that's an economic standard from the economy side. I would argue now's a good time to buy a bike because they're pretty cheap. No, absolutely. Right? 
But yeah. that also then means that trails get to back being important and community is going to start being important and your IMBA chapters and all that stuff is going to start being important. Do you feel like that's the uptick we'll see from it too? I mean, does that I, make sense? For I me? mean, I really do. I mean, I, I really, the, the way that the modern mountain bike park designers are going in, I mean, I think the popularity of mountain biking is going to continue to rise and, um, you know, already some, you know, transition coming in and there's been some other distributors that are like, you know, you're creating a mountain bike industry in Louisiana that's never been there. And we're creating those things in different pockets. So I think the overall upswing of mountain biking is, is, I mean, that is definitely, that's definitely bullish. Yeah. And so I think it's, it's going to be amazing what's going to happen in the future. There's going to be some rough spots to get through. And, and I think, you know, I, I could use my economics background to talk about that, but I think we're in for a free guys. Uh, welcome to free mo money chat. I'm just kidding. We're not saying anything about money. This is not a financial. Don't you have to put this big disclaimer? Oh up my God. Well, and, and then, yeah, I, big I have, disclaimer. I have, just a, said uh, yeah. And I have a series seven license, so I can't say any of that stuff. <laughs> and if we start dealing in any bike industries, then we'll get insider trading and no. then we'll all be stupid. No, no we're all done. So, hey, but I, just um, keep, I not to interrupt, but no, I keep laughing ahead. about this because i know we have a long-haired meat-loving hippie friend from cannondale that is just sitting there laughing like yeah you should have stuck with a big brand because oh, i know you know he <laughs> he's is. gonna talk so much shit to his me. name is rhymes with smix mixon <laughs> i love him he was awesome <laughs> he is awesome he's yeah. a fantastic i gotta meet i gotta meet him yeah yeah you will at uh jank fest oh sweet yeah, yeah looking hopefully forward to that. We're calling he, him out. he started riding his bike uh to get here on time <laughs> oh my god because <laughs> he doesn't drive <laughs> Does not drive. Did uh, I? I don't know. I I think there's there's a lot of shifts happening on a bigger scale. Did you watch any of the downhill this year? Mm -hmm. Like any of this stuff? What was your take? What? Like I, I don't care about the race part. I, I'm curious. I mean, I care about the race mechanics part. What is your take on the switch from them moving? Like right? Yeah. There's it the just big side. it didn't feel it didn't feel like it was at home <laughs> yeah. anymore. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, uh, Rob. You know you you miss him. Yeah. Uh, and we got to see him at, at at a bike fest, and I got to meet him. So it was awesome. Is he a nice guy? Um, we, we, we were talking about, <laughs> you hear uh, that boss? no, 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 no. Well, we were talking about, uh, the network that took over. So mm. whenever we were talking about that, he didn't have nice, th nice things to say about that, yeah, uh, which was totally it. cool. But no, he absolute wonderful guy come, came up and talked for a while and, uh, it was amazing, but definitely a, a, a different feel of, um, of watching it. So I'm hoping they they kind of get their foothold, and I'm I'm hoping they can watch it. You know what, what's kind of some of the scary things that that in, in downhill mountain biking is that they're making the trails a lot faster, and they're not making them a lot less technical. So the risk for in, in, injury, I think, is and we've seen that is going up. So trying to find that balance between what looks cool on TV and keeping those riders somewhat safe. I mean, it's a dangerous sport, but I'm hoping they could find that balance because it sure is fun to watch. I mean, that's a that's a cool sport to watch. I, I mean, it's my jam. It's one of my favorite. When the season happens, I get all hyped for it. I did not pay for. It was so expensive to buy it in the states that the only way that I paid for it, or I, I bought it for one month because we all wanted to watch Worlds. Yeah. And because that's always like locked behind 16 paywalls. And then we just had a private streaming party and I just connected it to Facebook and had a private streaming party for everybody else. I mean, well, some of us know how to do those things. And it was a weekday, I think. Even. Yeah, it was. It was um, good. So for us though, but it, was, it my concern was I saw guys that were a lot of more complaining and, it, and their biggest point was safety. And it did seem like there was... There weren't there weren't as many features to slow them down as much as was encouraging them to go faster and faster and faster and 
I've watched it with him. I've not watched you race enough, but I've watched it with him. When he gets up there, there's a there's a chemical that happens in his brain and his eyes change and that dude becomes not pleasant Dale Boyd. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's the The DB is still there, but it stands for douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, but he's serious and he's focused on it and he's going to do whatever he can. He doesn't even care about his body anymore. He just goes. That's yes. what he knows. Because that's a real athlete. And I'm sure you're the same case. Not a real athlete. Fat athlete. Fat athletes <laughs> don't care. Right. We have that that stops and goes, is this going to hurt me from eating pizza? That's what <laughs> if I crash, will gravy spew out? <laughs> That's one of the classic your mama's, man. That's one of my favorite your mama's. But I mean, it's crazy to me to see this stuff. Like these guys are complaining about it because it's a real thing. You're a downhill guy. You've raced it. Is yes. that, I mean, is that, no, it, it's a, it's a legitimate thing. And, um, I mean, it's, it's really scary. And that's what, like, whenever, whenever I'm riding compared to where, whether I'm racing, I mean, the risk that I'm taking whenever I'm racing goes up tenfold. And if you don't have these sections that slow you down and you are constantly on the gas the entire time, I, I mean, watch these bikes and what the bikes are going through and holding on to the bikes for that long a period, you don't get any rest breaks. So, I mean, you know, it, it does become a little bit more dangerous. I think I think they're going to get to the point where they have a little bit more rest periods, yep. where it's not on the gas the entire time. I think they're going to come to that. But, you know, we've got amazing trail builders, and they're going to continue to do that. Uh, but, you know, the problem with biking is that the speeds are not as high as motocross. And so, like, it has to look a thousand times more. It has to be a thousand times more gnarly than it actually is. Um, or it is a thousand times more gnarly than it actually looks like on TV. Yeah, right. Because you get that GoPro effect and you get that TV effect. Yep. Um, so they're making some huge things. I, I mean, think that they might be making a mistake with the TV, though, because the people that are watching it know how gnarly it is. But then the people that are also watching it thinking that it's not gnarly are like, oh, well, I can do that. Oh so, like, gosh. it could be getting people into the sport. <laughs> no, not I don't, downhill God, racing, God but like forbid. mountain biking in general. Yes. Because they're like, oh, that looks cool. Maybe I can progress to that. I mean, you look at Red, Red Bull. Then they Rampage. hire you to teach. Dude, Rampage looks like butter. No, Rampage is. And you see some of the angles and how high those guys are. A 70 foot front flip. Yep. What? Yep. That's insane. Well, I we all lost it. We watched it together. We lost it. <laughs> we were all happened. screaming. I mean, we were screaming like sports, like oh. touchdowns. Like we're all like, ah! yeah. I mean, having a blast. And we didn't, we didn't really understand why Cam won uh-huh. until the side profile yep. picture came out of him backflipping that drop. And yep. we all know how hard it is to drop in a gap. And then the profile of him backflip, like that's insane. You were you were a basketball fan. Um, I, I can remember when I was a little kid. I'm tell I'm gonna tell on me. This is kind of a funny story. I used to play baseball, so I used to chew tobacco. And I had I was hiding from my parents, and I was young. Michael Jordan was doing that that dunk from the free throw line. Yeah. And and whenever he did that, I was like, wow! I spilled everything all over the place. But I had that same wow feeling whenever he did that front flip. Mm-hmm. That was next level. That was just amazing. So what you're telling me is you spilled the tobacco juice all over? I did. Oh. I did. My, <laughs> My mom God. still doesn't know that. <laughs> uh, oh, good for you. I was about to say, because there's, uh, I have a friend that used to dip for years, oh. and I worked with him. And every once in a while, they're like your coffee cup and cups. After oh. a while, it's like we had to have a we had like I was like you can't use these coffee cups because you'd reach for your <laughs> and I never yes. I never did that. <laughs> oh my gosh, but my I brother did. My brother still dips in his yeah. cruiser no. and everywhere. No. And Hell no. My all my friends that were athletes, all my college friends were athletes, and they all dipped, and I never did. And jumped in my brother's truck one day and was like, "You mind if I have a Pringle?" 
just grabbed the can. He's like, ah, that's not Pringles. I'm like, what, dude? <laughs> yeah. Just come on. Like, <laughs> what? You have to spit in everything? Oh. And my college roommates, two of them, had a contest to see who could fill up a two-liter bottle faster. Oh, uh, that makes that literally makes me not. So me too. Oh, you know what? I mean, like, I, I didn't know any better back then. I was playing baseball. <laughs> Everybody did it. But I look back and I'm like, that is disgusting. disgusting. But that was, uh, yeah. Yeah, that's no boy in <laughs> is there, uh Is there anything, like, in terms of, like, places you've ridden recently that you've never ridden? Have you been to, um, what was it, V-Hollow? Up in Gatlinburg, outside of Gatlinburg? No, I haven't. I'm looking so forward to going. It's a cool park. So is, but the Hollow is not the one with the. Uh, no, that's a new one. That's yeah. another one. Gotcha. That's, that's over. That's no, over. no, not. Oh, no, you know what? I have been to V Hollow. That's the one with the bridge that goes down. It's a spiral bridge. Ooh, I didn't see that when I was there. So, uh, there was there was a um, no. There's a new there's a new lift access park oh, cool. in Gatlinburg. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's Ober Mountain. Not, that's Ober Mountain. V Hollow is yeah. outside of Gatlinburg. I've I not been to V. Okay, okay. I've not so been to V Hollow. It's outside of Gatlinburg. I I plug it because it's like a uh, Scooby cut those trails. Yeah, yeah. That oh, built sh- that built tails. That yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's a really interesting place, and it's one of those. It's a weird scenario where I can't remember the. It's a home builder, uh-huh. and their kids were into mountain biking. So they bought the land, donated it, built this. They have a hub. They have a beautiful bike shop on it. It would be a That's very cool. there's a big flat area in the front and a skills park that would be a very nice, uh, interesting location for yeah. a is class. it private or public? It's public and it's free. What Ooh, whole wow. thing is free? That's what I'm telling you. It's perfect for. I have to uh, write that down. Yeah, the guys up there were super nice. I didn't have to. I didn't guide out of there. I would have loved to, but I, I was with a friend that, that again. He rides Pittsburgh or uh, rides Pennsylvania, so he's riding some decent stuff. Yeah. But we both had a blast. Oh, it was super awesome. fun. It's a good spot. I think you would really enjoy it. No, I think I'm gonna have to reach out to him. We, we're we're doing Howler uh, in a couple of weeks. Too. Nice. So um, getting that partnerships with those uh, those parks are, are are fun too. Yeah. Is there anywhere else you've ridden uh, recently that that's where I was going with this? Is there anywhere you've ridden recently that like pops out for you? Like, oh man, you guys got to look at this trail because I mean, you get to you get to experience lots of different spots, and then when you have a class. Maybe somebody tells you about the spot. You know, you get to learn the hot spots. And- you know, I mean, if you're if you're gonna go, and, and this is like a classic, and and this is like um, my favorite place in the world to ride is 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 absolutely Moab. Yep. And you know, if you ever get a chance to do the whole enchilada, you will see every single um, type of riding on that one trail. So we did that last year, and uh, that's that's by far my funnest place, the funnest place on earth to ride for, in, in my opinion. Did y'all but start all the way at the top? All the, the way at the top. Wow. So they, they drop you off at about 10, about 10, five and you climb to 11, five. Woo! And, uh, it's, it's above the tree line. Then you go through the tree line. It, it's, it's absolutely amazing. That's yeah. like, and it's, it's old school, but it's, um, you know, it's been there for, for quite a while, but, uh, that's, you know, hands down, probably one of the coolest places I've ever ridden. Yeah, it's on my list of. Uh, obviously, I think it's on everybody's list to some extent. Um, and from what I've I've seen about it, and, and it looks like the experience of it is it is relatively accessible for. I mean, I think riders of my my ability can handle, except for like towards the end. Towards the end, you get a little exposure. Get a little exposure. <laughs> you just go slow and walk some areas. Yeah, I would be uh, hike biking. I have no I'm shame. I'm afraid of heights. I'll be like, oh, so uh, you know, I, I hired a, a guide, of course. Yeah, because like I'm like, it's, is that it's, a spot you would suggest an, that? Oh my, it, it's eight hours. It was an eight hour. It was, it was an eight hour descent. <laughs> So it took eight hours just to get down to 8,000 feet. That is insane. So it it takes a long time. There's a couple of climbs in it, but, you know, to try to, and and it was the third time I had ridden it, but I still hired a guy to just follow their line. They knew it like, like everything. So following their line, 
and that guy got really close to the edge a bunch of times. But it, you just follow that line, and it works. <laughs> oh, I don't know, insane. man. I don't know. The butthole pucker factor on that. <laughs> I'd be like, my seat might be bent up like a Coke can when I'm done. Well, oh. the other thing is, like, I follow people's lines, and, like, it scares the shit out of me. Like, I, there's always a joke, like, don't follow Dale's line. It's yeah. not going to oh. end well. Well, you, you <laughs> speak. And, <laughs> you know, and that's funny that you bring that up. As a guide... I really gotta, I really gotta eye people up yep. and figure out what lines they can follow and what mm-hmm. lines they can't, because yep. I don't want to look back and they're all mangled. So you know, I've got to try to figure out because we want somebody that's an advanced rider that's following us to actually, you know, if if that rider can go off the tower of terror, we're gonna hit lines, or he could hit the big drops or big jumps. We want to show him the speed for that, but it's it's hard to find that balance of mm. how much do I dumb it down to get this person to follow and have a good time. You know what's good though, like having coached for years, I can see this when I go to a basketball court and I'm sitting there in three minutes, I can tell oh, yeah. who, And so you've probably picked up, Oh yeah. like you can tell the nuances of people that don't just by the way they put their foot down when they stop. Like yes. it's that easy on a basketball court for me to walk on and be like, okay, we're going to, this is going to take some time. <laughs> we're going to get, we're going to get there. Yep. Yeah, that's uh, that's how the Cactus Adventures guy was for me. He he put me on a evaluator trail, mm-hmm. and it was fun. It was mm-hmm. a flow trail, sure. and, but then he was like, "Okay, now you can handle some chunk." It was a qualifier. We call it, was, it qualifier. Oh, yeah. It was a hundred percent a quality trail. And after that, it was the same thing. And then you can tell when they're having more fun because he's, you know, you get the corporate not knocking it corporate gigs for everybody in whatever industry you're in. If you're a service <laughs> provider in the corp and you have a corporate, you take the money. But you know it's going to come with a lot of challenges, and some of them, one of those is personal boredom. That's just reality. <laughs> but you could tell, like he was like, "Oh, this is not a personal. This isn't a corporate game." Like this dude. <laughs> and then three weeks later, I was looking at his Instagram, and you could see he was like, "Oh, there's a corporate gig." <laughs> you know, yeah. it's a bunch of dudes. That, but you have to have that kind of stuff to make it fun. Do you find the same thing if somebody starts riding and they push you a little bit to like? And you're like, oh, wait a second. Now we're, I mean, is that oh, yeah, a natural inclination? You know, I mean, look, and truthfully, it is all fun because like smiles on people's faces is what yeah. I, I get my rocks off on. But yes, oh, absolutely. And sometimes, you know, and, and look, you know, I, I turned 50 this year. And, and so like, you know, I'm, I'm not looking to hit 60 foot tabletops too much anymore. So like, but there's a, a lot of good riders and these kids are coming out here. They're doing these things. I'm like. You know, I got to find my limits. I can teach you how to do that, but I might not do that anymore. Right. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, but it's fun. You yeah. notice he left that caveat very much anymore. Yeah. Like, so occasionally he might just get juicy and oh, hit a 60 footer. The you know? difference between a fat lead and an athlete <laughs> yeah, is there's no, I'm definitively done doing that. Whereas you guys are going to be like 70 and like, well, it's because once the, a year, our minds can still do it. Our bodies just can't. Somebody like just before I left when I moved here was like, "Hey, can you still dunk?" I'm like, "Oh yeah." I went up and was like, "Bam!" straight off the front. <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> I walked home. Casey's like, "Are you all right?" I'm like, "I tried to dunk today." <laughs> yeah, in your mind, you still can do everything, mm-hmm. but yeah. not so much. Obviously, you're a fit fellow, and I'll, I'll wrap it up with, with some of this stuff. But you're a fit fellow. What is your uh, what is your secret for mountain bike fitness? What is the the best fitness trick you got? So it's it's a three pronged approach. Uh, so I got a trainer. He sends me a workout twice a week. I'm in the gym, uh, and it's it's not like crazy. It's not like CrossFit or anything. It's uh, it's a lot of motion, a lot of movement, a lot of um, and then as we as we grow older, the number one thing that we move is our quickness. That those uh, fast twitch muscles. So we do a lot of footwork and do a lot of jumps and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and 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 then um, riding 
in zone two is probably the best thing. There's all kind of research that comes out on that. It helps you live longer. And then I, I um, once a week at least, I'll, I'll hit it hard in its intervals. Uh, with I've, I've got to make sure I still have it where I'm hitting a technical trail fast, and I, uh, you know, I still got to make sure I can react. Meaning like heart rate bouncing up pretty high, like Very aggressive, high. almost like racing it. Yep, right? like yep. almost at race pace we try yeah. to do. And so, I, you know, I try to hit those runs. And, and, and also even cross country, like I'll try to, you know, whenever you, you're getting your heart rate up so high, you know, you're not thinking <laughs> like normal all the time. So I still want to make sure I can react under those, uh, under those situations. That's good. Yeah, I run for that. Yeah, you, did, run, you run an excessive amount. I did a 180 heartbeat minute run yesterday. Oh, four miles under 20, I would be, under 30 minutes. Somebody would have to be chasing me just to get. I, <laughs> I'm not running just to get my. Uh, I ran this week quota for the podcast. No. I know people look for it. <laughs> Thinking, and when Dale runs, he runs in running try shoes. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do run in running try shoes. I should just wear that on my shirt. Yes, you should. Uh, I uh, do. Do did we want to give away some merch? So, uh, so I, or is that gifts for us? No, no, no. Well, either way, whatever you want. (laughs) So, so I just got the, uh, the text that, uh, my hats are coming in. So I definitely, I'll give away a hat and I uh, I got two shirts and then, um, I got two large shirts and I, if somebody needs, if somebody wins that and they need another size, I'll, uh, I'll have another order coming in. So two shirts, a hat, and then I got two Gatorade water bottles and I'll have two, uh, summit water bottles too coming up. Oh, those are sweet. That was the so, contest you had said share those out. Is it mm-hmm. those? Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is. Uh, yeah, they're dope AF, fun. dude. That's like a legit. If we're giving that away, someone's going to be doing something fun. So, uh, so give me. I need to order. So I need. I need to put that on order. So just make sure you give me some time. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, let's do. Uh, let's do a shirt and a bottle. Okay, what do they got to do? I don't know. We got to come up with that part. They this is real sign time. up for a summit class. <laughs> That's good. Yeah, get a certain bottle. <laughs> you get a bottle if you you get a bottle if you sign up anyway. So you, you can give free them bottle else. with every purchase. Um, Everybody's qualified for this giveaway except for Eric Hagen. Yeah, Eric Hagen is not win everything. Eric. So uh, Joking, Eric, what, 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 what about creating a video that shows you help somebody? In there Mike? you go. Yeah, there you go. Even better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty sweet. Just uh, or a photo. Show or a photo. We'll let, we'll go yes. either way it works because that way we see photos like, easier. Yeah. Yeah, but video is better. <laughs> video yeah. is more engagement. I'd rather be a video. So you'll get more, uh, and the three of us will judge it. Mm-hmm. In fairness, you're going to get more bias towards a video than you will a photo. Mm-hmm. And then we'll we'll you get a bottle and a shirt, and we'll go with that. Let's give them like three weeks to do it. We know yeah, yeah. they're a little slow. Yeah, we'll do it. Well, this is the weird. We got multiple episodes dropping within the same week. We didn't want to wait on this. Yeah. So we dropped one yesterday. Okay. And then we're dropping this today. Oh, today. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Or tomorrow. It's your timeline. You said. I'm not putting You're myself. now. That's correct. I'm he not. Wait, you got to go I'm back not... and edit and make sure I sound good. No, no, no. no. We don't edit. <laughs> oh, it's just okay. point and click. So basically, basically this is not say anything edited. offensive this time. It's like, basically I didn't... live. I'm just kidding. <laughs> this time? <laughs> this time. <laughs> You're good. You're a good boy this time. Uh, no, you're not. You're not named Bug, and you're not Dude. named Todd, and you're not named Jakey Poo. Basically, you're not any other member of the Reb. No. Somewhere there's one guy saying like, "Well, I wouldn't say anything bad if you'd have me on." That's why you're not on. <laughs> you got to blend in a little bit, man. We've gotten Dale's gotten his cue uh, to cut to that was perfect. I cut right. I can't to you, right? see it. To, I know, right now, but you did it know. naturally. I knew okay. it. I knew I was going to tear it up for it. Uh, Toby, is there anything else you want to share before we go ride the trails? 
Man, I, I again, I really appreciate everything you guys doing for the mountain bike community in the area. And look, if you're if you're watching this, you know, bring some more people into the sport, invite some people to the sport, and, and enjoy it. And if I could ever help in anything, whether it's building trails or uh, coming to a clinic that a, a spot that you want me to come to a clinic, I'd be more than happy to. And of course, I'm gonna it's shredwithsummit.com if you need some more information. Yep, head over there. They're official sponsors, so now we get to come up with all the obnoxious jokes oh, possible man. to see how many times we can do it so excited we've been teeing it for weeks saying like you reached your summit of comedy and we've been like <laughs> Every, saying yeah. stupid shit yeah, i know all my friends are like dude did you hear i'm like yeah, of course i heard it yes. <laughs> they're just they're actually people that i put over there to make sure you're listening <laughs> oh no. god oh of course yeah. i am just playing well, with that said, uh, don't forget you can head on over to shredwithsummit.com to see where the next classes are. You can also follow them on social. Is it all the yep. same on same social? Shred with Summit. Summit on social. Uh, head over there as well. Thank you, Toby, for hanging out with us. No, I enjoyed it. And just remember what Dale Boyd says. Shred with Summit, baby. Cool. So you can meet your clients. <laughs> I know. I was going to <laughs>